People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. Once again, wrestling fans, welcome back to the 20 by 20 ring crew. I am Joe. I'm here with my brother, Matt. What's going on, Matt? What's going on? And we are here talking this week, episode 36. This one has been on the docket for a really long time, probably almost since the beginning of the the start of the show, start of the podcast. Yeah. Um, We've had uh, more than a handful of people ask this question over the the course of our podcast and we're finally getting around to it i think it's i think it's relevant now because because of what's going on with wwe's crown jewel uh event which may or may not happen at this point it's relevant because he's coming back uh, at least for crown jewel if it happens and of course we're talking about the one and only sexy boy himself the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels. How do you personally feel about Shawn Michaels? As a whole or coming back? <laughs> we'll start off with Two coming, totally different Yeah, beasts. yeah. We'll start off with coming back. Uh, stay home. <laughs> stay home. Don't come back. <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. That's our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was easy. Thinking, wish they all be this easy. No, I, I have no desire to see Shawn Michaels come back. Um, all joking with his bald head side and things of that nature. <laughs> what 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 is there left to do? It's it's the same thing with any other wrestler that we talked about. The Undertaker. You and I are big Undertaker fans. Yeah. S- oh yeah. Stay home. Don't yeah. don't come wrestle anymore. You're, we're done. We're you done. Got with that you. brand new hip. Enjoy it, man. Yeah. Go enjoy it with your kids <laughs> and your wife. Yeah, man. I'm sure I, she'd I, appreciate it. Sure. Yeah. Sure. That's a different podcast, but well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Man. <laughs> We're not what to do with your new hip type of podcast, but you get the message. 20 uh, by 20 after dark. Yeah, <laughs> we should do it. It's like that with, with any nostalgia, it's got to have a purpose. And when it comes to like real life people, it's different when it's like a thing, an entity, whether it's animated or a movie, you know, we... You just came off the heels of seeing Halloween, uh, the new Halloween movie. Again, that's a lot of that's nostalgia. What, what they don't even have to really advertise that movie because it's a nostalgic movie. I didn't get to see it yet. I'm currently fighting a cold. If you guys can tell or not, uh, please bear with me. I'm doing the best I can trying to fight this little little bug I got. But uh, but anyways, when it comes to people, nostalgia is is tough because. It's like being a, a fan of, of the Chicago Bulls, and Michael Jordan says, "Hey, you want nostalgia? I'll give you nostalgia. I'm gonna wear my uh, bring back my my jersey, whether it's 23 <laughs> or 45, and uh, we're gonna win a championship." And it's like, "Who's we? <laughs> Who's this we? You? You ain't gonna do nothing." You know, eventually age catches up with us all. It's a uh, it's a sad fact of life if you want to look at it that way. Uh, it, but whether no matter how you look at it, it's a fact of life. Age is going to catch up to you, and for Shawn Michaels, age has caught up with him, and he doesn't need to be in that ring anymore. I'm not saying I wouldn't like to see him every once in a while make a cameo appearance. That'd be cool. But when you when you start teasing matches, or in this case, actually doing a match, there's a problem with that. There's a major problem with that, and I don't want to see that for, for many reasons. One, I'm going to be a selfish fan here. I want to be entertained. I challenge Shawn Michaels in the sense that I don't find him entertaining anymore. I I, I would hazard a guess. I want the same Shawn Michaels, the showstopper, the main event. I don't want this guy that I used to be all that, but now I'm older. But hey, because I because I I paid my dues, I can do whatever I want to do. The other the other reason is for for his sake. Does he have it anymore? You know, I don't know what his what his physical body's like, but like in the sense of the Undertaker, you got a new hip, don't fuck it up. Yeah. I don't think it's the case of Shawn Michaels, but at the same time, don't hurt yourself. Yeah, don't hurt don't yourself. Don't hurt yourself because 
You've been out of wrestling for eight years now. Yeah. It's time to just be done with it. If you're going to make a comeback, <laughs> the comeback was, I would say at the very latest, was maybe half of that time. Oh, yeah. You know, no more than that. But you didn't make a comeback. You were true in your word, and, and kudos to you. And, again, I don't want to make a thing out of this, but, uh, again, for all the idiots, I say, oh, it's a big paycheck. I get it, it's a big paycheck. But you have to understand that it's Shawn Michaels. He can make that money just by signing your your dumbasses autographs and taking a few pictures and yeah. calling a day. So yep. it's like he doesn't need to travel all the way to Saudi Arabia. In the middle of a, of a political war zone right now <laughs> yeah. at, at, at that. To make to make a few bucks, so that's my long answer. You asked for it. <laughs> yeah, no, I did. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Shawn Michaels, no bueno. No bueno. Stay, stay home. Um, we we're doing this episode specifically with. Um, we're going to ask a specific question concerning Shawn Michaels. Okay. And again, this question has been asked to uh, to us a handful of times. By different people, and it's one of those what ifs, one of those 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 holy grail questions. What if, what if this? What if that? This question in particular is, what if Shawn Michaels never gets hurt at the Royal Rumble in 1998, and doesn't have to retire a few months later? So that's a big open-ended question, as, as most what if, least. Yeah, yeah, as sure. as most what if questions are. But well, you're also talking four-year gap. Yes, four years. Um, it, it is. It's a lot of potential ground to cover, and uh, I, I took notes. I, I brought up a few points. Yes. I, I don't think, quite honestly, I don't. Uh, I don't have enough of an opinion. To I don't think anyone has enough of an opinion to sit there and fantasy book four years worth of a career. How much time you got? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a challenge to me. No, um, that's, that's a big, that's a pretty steep challenge. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm gonna bring up some key points and, and uh, you know definitely chime in, but um, we're, we'll we'll do we'll do a little bit of a rundown as to how this even happened. And, uh, and then we'll go from there. So, here it goes. Uh, this all started in January of 1998 at the Royal Rumble. He has a casket match versus The Undertaker where he takes a bad bump against the actual casket on the outside of the ring. And you can, well, you can go back. Uh, we're watching it on the WWE Network. Again, if you don't have a subscription get one already jesus christ <laughs> 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash wwe network that's all one word it's on there uh you get to see the bump they show it he falls out of the ring at well he gets tossed out of the ring and he hits his back right near his tailbone yeah on the corner of the casket and he falls to the mat and you can tell it hurts obviously it hurts but that is the bump that Starts all the issues with Shawn Michaels. Uh, come to find out, he ends up herniating two of his discs in his back. One is completely shot from from taking that bump. Right. And this causes him to not be able to participate at the In Your House No Way Out of Texas. So the next couple months, which would be uh, basically... What, February and March. February and March because right. WrestleMania that year is at the end of March. Right. So the next couple months, you have him in and out of action. You have him hyping. They're hyping him to face Stone Cold Steve Austin in a, a world title match at WrestleMania at the end of March. But he's injured. So he fights Stone Cold. Obviously, if you guys don't know. Big spoiler alert. <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin wins his first World Heavyweight Championship from Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania at the end of March 1998. And then immediately after, Shawn Michaels has back surgery. And he's out. He's gone. So we're looking at April, figure April of 1998 through April of 1999. 
That's what I'm looking at. That's yeah. what I'm looking to, to cover on this episode. I don't want to go any further because <clears throat> at that point, it, it just kind of seems like very existential. Sure. You know? So, there's a lot of factors at play here with and without Shawn Michaels. I say it that way because even if he stays and he doesn't get hurt, you have these you have these performers who still have momentum behind them. Yeah. Who would would still continue on with whatever level of of success, if not more, with him being there. So, one of the questions that that pertains to this whole scenario is Kane. So Kane Kane debuts at Bad Blood ninety seven at, at at Bad Blood ninety seven yes, and we we don't know at that point whether. Like immediately as he he debuts, we don't know whether he is uh, like what what exactly are his intentions for the Undertaker, right? Um, whether he's with him, whether he's against him. I know it's you know the storyline co- you know leading up to it was Paul Bear saying you know Kane Kane's coming to Kane's alive, yeah I'm Kane's thinking. alive and he and he's and he's coming after you. So as as uh, as history would would have it, Kane eventually sort of joins DX especially like having a like a big program with X-Pac and that's one of the things that that has come up through numerous people as well numerous listeners uh, about Kane being DX if Shawn Michaels doesn't leave what do you think about that what do you think about Kane HBK never leaves but Kane becomes part of DX I think a lot of the writing was on the wall for that one if you really think about it, you go back to to the uh, that same Royal Rumble, and some of the guys that the key guys that were part of that whole chopping up of the casket and setting on fire, eventually became members of DX. Mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels obviously a very anti Undertaker character, and this is the perfect setting. I mean, you can look at it and say, yeah, Kane doesn't fit that persona. Of Degeneration X, but quite frankly, it's interesting because Kane really didn't have a place at all. Period. Besides being anti Undertaker, that's all he was. So you know, it's almost like a, a Rick Rude situation. Only if you really think about it, it, makes more sense than Rick Rude, who was essentially the lawyer of DX or something like that. You know, here it is. Kane is essentially your muscle. He handles the Undertaker, takes care of the Undertaker. Whether he beats him at WrestleMania or not, I still think he loses that match. The Kane versus Undertaker match. Okay. But we're talking post-WrestleMania. You're talking post... And I'm going to jump a little bit. We can totally go back to this. Sure. But I still say without the back injury, Stone Cold still wins. Yeah, I agree. The title. Now you have Shawn Michaels who lost. Kane who lost. Triple H is the only winner of that night. You still have a rebuilding session of Degeneration X. What more sense would it make to join forces with a giant? Exactly revenge on you know you. We help you out. We take out the Undertaker at Unforgiven the next month when it was a infernal match with the Undertaker and Kane, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Have the match. Have Kane win this time. And then Kane now is in debt to Degeneration X or something of that nature. Okay. I think it fits. I mean, Kane doesn't have a place. doesn't have a purpose. He doesn't have a place. What strikes me as odd about this whole thing is he's he's obviously a very supernatural character. Right. And True. To, that's what doesn't fit to me in inside the box we're calling DX. I think it worked in 99 when we did with X-Pac because you had... A year, yeah, with him, yeah, yeah. That that I agree to, but overall, it, 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 he still to me he sticks like sticks out like a sore thumb. Sure. As we see guest referee Sonny on the Royal Rumble, we're not we're not to the uh, Shawn Michaels match just yet. We just started the uh, the pay per view. I don't remember what match this was. Sonny, a big big. Uh... It was like a big toast of karma that eventually happened to her. I mean, yeah, she was, to say the least. She is. <laughs> um, By the way, she has some interesting uh, things. I'm not going to go into that, but her and Shawn Michaels had some interesting <laughs> moments, to say the least. 
I I can only imagine. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be able to catch that on the WWE Network, ladies and gentlemen. You no. Do some, a little bit of digging in that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I was about that. Anyways, moving on here. So yeah, there's Kane, Kane is DX again. I, I don't I don't necessarily uh, I'm I'm not married to the. Nor am I. I was just trying to see. If it, I'm I'm trying to make sense of it to where it could work. I I looking at it really even in hindsight. I still like what they did with Kane and the Undertaker, but if you look, if you go to the later '98, mm-hmm. they had nothing for him. No, it, it got old fast as far as him versus the Undertaker to the point where they're teaming up now. Yeah, it did. It did get old, and that's one of the things. Like you, you go back and you listen to interviews and podcasts and, and what have you, and you get you get a lot of people giving a lot of flack to Eric Bischoff. Yeah. About how he he didn't have the the foresight to look far into the future with his characters, like great we're doing this this week, but what's going to happen next week? Right. But here's the WWF at the time, kind of doing the same thing with Kane. I mean, he yeah he comes back, he's anti Undertaker, but now what? Like, yeah, that's well, it. Yeah, that's it. Like you're gonna he, have him rival the same guy for the rest of his career. Like I yeah. I mean. Anything's possible, but it it just didn't really work out all that well in, in that regard anyway, you know? Once you have your special WrestleMania match, then you go on to have your rematch, and then it's just, it just falls downhill from there. <laughs> and Kane's just that character that they reinvented, and this is why he was reinvented so many times. He was a member of the corporation. He was a member oh, of God, the yeah, they Next. just stuck him all over the fucking place. So, I mean, if he, if he could... Fit and I'm using quotation marks, air quotes here. If he can fit in the corporation, I, I it, it, you can make sense out of DX. I mean, he was just everywhere at that point. Another X factor here, no pun intended, is Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson obviously was the special enforcer in the championship match at WrestleMania. Yep, WrestleMania 14. As much media attention that he garnered for that whole situation in the weeks building up to WrestleMania 14 and WrestleMania 14 itself, what, what if any part did would he play if HBK stuck around and, and again, he was healthy, how does Mike Tyson factor into any of that if he factors into any of that? I guess the, the immediate question, the, the one that I, I keep bashing everybody about would be money. Um, how much is it going to cost him to keep him post-WrestleMania? If the price is right and they can get it going, I don't know. I I can see them doing an immediate rivalry with Shawn Michaels and Mike Tyson. And I think it works out because that way you can prevent Shawn Michaels versus Austin right away. You can save that for SummerSlam. Yeah, that's a good point. So it'll just be a matter of what you're planning on doing with Tyson if Tyson's ready to train for a match, uh, do you make it a tag team match? Do you throw Triple H in there? And Mike Tyson versus somebody else? That'd be my only thing. I, I think it works. Uh, I would, I would, I would hazard to to not put Austin in that match with Tyson, even though he definitely joined the uh, Stone Cold University, yeah. as Jim Ross would say <laughs> it that night. <laughs> but yeah, I could definitely see that. I just, I, I would want for my my. For my championship rematch, I would want these two guys, Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold, that is, to be as far away from each other as possible for the foreseeable future until we're ready to build that rematch up again. Which, in this case, I would say SummerSlam. I know it ended up being Austin versus Undertaker. I would say Austin versus Michaels, part two, SummerSlam. At, 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 well, at, at the very earliest. If you don't go that route, Certainly, that's WrestleMania match all over again. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, this is before we have Super Showdowns and Crown Jewels and all that shit. <laughs> um, so, but uh, me personally, I keep Tyson out of it. I, I would find something else. But if, if he stays in there, it would be a really easy excuse to why you don't have to have Michaels and Austin together. And that would be the only thing he is is uh, essentially a distraction. And then we've got to look... We've, 
although this this question this this whole episode is about Shawn Michaels, we got to look past Shawn Michaels to the rest of the roster. Yeah. So besides Kane, besides Mike Tyson, you've got to look at people like, well, right away the Undertaker. Right. So if he doesn't get hurt at the '98 Royal Rumble in January against the Undertaker, and he doesn't have a uh, you know time off here and there, but still makes WrestleMania, how how does that affect his his match with the Undertaker? Does that get prolonged? Does that program go along? Does the championship match uh, change at WrestleMania, and we don't see Austin versus HPK? I still think I still think we see uh, Michaels versus Austin. I think that was the that was the match that I think everybody wanted to see. That was the match that I think was, if I'm not mistaken, was on the bill from the get go. Yes. Um, I think it stays there too. You know, with, with with Undertaker, you still have Kane after WrestleMania. He's still easily your opponent. Where it gets tricky is Stone Cold because Stone Cold. Is immediately without an opponent, and you know. Henceforward, we have Dude Love that comes into the mix for the next two months as essentially a placeholder. So my question is: Was Shawn Michaels supposed to be that guy for the next three months? That seems like shitty booking to me. But this is also the WWE. Yeah, about. exactly. Yeah, you're you're taking you're <laughs> taking you're stealing my thoughts here. <laughs> so uh, we've been working together too long. <laughs> so. <laughs> So that's my only that's my only wonder is where where does Shawn Michaels fit in this roster because it's so easy with him out of there. Yes, <clears throat> you know I I, I guess there's uh, too many Chiefs, not enough Indians kind of thing. And with <laughs> one Chief out, it's like oh this, this is easier, this is easier to book. I'm not so sold on Do Love versus Stone Cold, but we didn't get Stone Cold versus anybody else until ninety until June '98 at King of the Ring. When he went there, that first blood match against Kane, right. So it was, as far as pay per views are concerned, do love, do love Kane. With the uh, HBK gone, the Undertaker wasn't even in the midst. He didn't get that title shot, and so either SummerSlam that year, or uh, I'm gonna do a little fact check here. Fully loaded, uh, it was not. It was actually him and it was Austin Undertaker versus Kane and Mankind now. Uh, in a tag team match for the tag titles. Yeah, so still forward. Yeah, so still forward. And Kane, for and that matter. Kane. So, yeah, it, it leads you to wonder, where the hell is would Shawn Michaels fit in any of this? Or who gets who gets essentially brought back down to mid-card level? My guess, Mick Foley? Yeah, that, that's a safe bet, I would say. But then again, then if that's the case, then you got Austin versus Michaels in March... In April, in May, and July, and that's definitely oversaturation. Yeah. yeah, you don't you don't want that to happen. That's like when TNA brought in Kurt Angle, and they're like, oh, we're gonna do Kurt Angle versus Small Joe. Oh fuck yeah! And then we're gonna do Kurt Angle versus Small Joe next month. Oh cool! And we're gonna do Kurt Angle versus Small Joe the following month. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> so it's it's one of those things. It's just like yeah, I don't know. I just don't know if that works out. Speaking of Foley, uh, here you have here you have a talent who who's definitely on the rise, coming into his own for the WWF. Yeah. Not that the, he didn't already have a, a name and, and a following before then, but clearly he's coming into his own as mankind and dude love. Right. Uh, and and eventually Cactus Jack, but. You have those three personas, essentially three different characters that you could utilize in on this roster. Where do where do those three fit in with HBK hanging around? I look at Do Love actually as a better opponent for Shawn Michaels immediately than Mike Tyson. One, he's probably gonna be cheaper for you, and he's actually talented. Yeah, Do Love is. That intriguing character that is almost like a poor man Shawn Michaels to begin with, if you look, kind of think of it that way. And they could find something creative enough. If if not, if nothing else, then let Mick and Shawn, assuming that we have a coherent Shawn Michaels, 
be creative enough to say, you know, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do this and, and this and this. And they can have a creative rivalry. I mean, you can start it off the night after WrestleMania. Shawn Michaels comes out. He calls out Tyson. No answer. He calls out Austin. No answer. Do love music hits. For whatever reason. Boom. Shawn Michaels is not thinking about Stone Cold. I'm just, I've, I just, I'm just worried again, like you said, oversaturation. So that's where my mindset's at as a booker, I guess. Do love it fits perfectly because he's got he's got a decent amount of, of heat, even though he's not really doing pay per views yet. But he's got a decent amount of heat going on right now. Obviously, he's got enough to rival Stone Cold in, in a world that doesn't have Shawn Michaels. So why not give him Shawn Michaels? It just it just works out. It's a good distraction. Those two can even go two months worth of, of distraction. You could even put if you wanted to that badly a number one contendership on the line for the second match if you wanted to. I prefer you didn't. But, that, again, there's your distraction. There's your distraction for for having to wait for Michaels versus Austin Part 2. As far as the other Foley's, it's a little more difficult uh, with, the, with the original Mankind again. Although we've already seen that. Michaels versus Old Mankind. Yes. You know, was it 96? Mm-hmm. But, uh... The newer mankind the, that we saw later in '98, the Have a Nice Day, Happy Go Lucky mankind, that would be quite interesting, uh, especially with a Degeneration X Shawn Michaels. Yeah, that that to me that's the that's what changes the situation so yeah. much. If it was just Shawn Michaels, that's okay, whatever. Yeah. But here we have DX Shawn Michaels. And, and well, DX as a whole, yeah, you know, and them having to contend with Foley or vice versa. So, right, that is really interesting to me because I could see I could see them basically uh, picking on Foley like all the damn time, but he is a formidable opponent, and he does give them a run for their money. You know what? What could happen too? What I would love to have seen is a little bit of fancy booking here. You pick on Foley, let's say. Shawn Michaels wins the rivalry with Do Love. They beat the ever living hell out of mankind, and Mick just snaps and says, "You know what? You're not getting me anymore. You're getting Cactus Jack." Not only that, but Michaels versus Cactus Jack inside Hell in a Cell. I would have loved to have seen that. That that's that's yeah. good booking right there. You know that that right there is what we could have had in late '98, maybe early '99. That, Depending on how you run dude, it. that excites me. I I would have loved to have seen that. that that's for damn sure. Uh, further down the roster, <coughs> I mean, you know, you have the likes of uh, The Rock, who is definitely coming into his own. That's that's the ultimate like, what if? What if? <laughs> I always hear that one, Michael versus The Rock, and that's a great one. That's, it is. No pun intended. No pun intended. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, at this time he's he's what he's still IC champ, right? At this time, yeah, because at WrestleMania, remember, he, he won via reversal decision. That's, that's right, okay. He's still a member of the Nation of Domination. Uh, he's on the verge of taking it over. Yeah, and, see, so you have you have that, he has that going for him. He has a title. He's on the verge of taking over his faction right. that he's a part of. And now he would have to take on Shawn Michaels. The only The only stipulation that doesn't work here is that that belt, the Intercontinental title at this time, is perceived by many. I'm not. I, I'm not saying I agree with this, but is perceived by many, especially fans, that that is the that is the workers' belt, the mid card belt. Yeah. They give that to the guy that is clearly on the rise, but he's not main event status yet. So right. having having a DX Shawn Michaels take on The Rock would be. It's almost like it almost doesn't happen just because of the way they they used to book. And the other thing too is, DX Shawn Michaels was not the Shawn Michaels we've uh, we've come to know in in uh, years after that. You know, he's not the born again Christian. Right. He's clearly you know drinking a lot, doing drugs. Yeah. So it's it's it's. A really big contract contrast of character here, even though it's still the same man. And then you you got to factor in too, like 
Farouk, like, yeah, you know, regardless of who's who's at the helm of the nation, you still have Farouk in there, and let's face it, it's not like Farouk is some slouch. No. So. So there's some key key things to remember in '98. The Rock exited, or excuse me, entered '98 as Intercontinental Champion. He exited as WWF Champion, or at least, at least he went to December. I'm trying to get my my history straight here. He might he might have lost it right right before January to Mick Foley. Okay. Because I know they were they were like pretty much tossing the title around for a good month. At any rate, uh, some a key match that Rock had at SummerSlam was the ladder match with Triple H. Again, Triple H is now the leader of Degeneration X. The Rock is now the leader of Nation of Domination. And these two are fighting for the Intercontinental title. Yeah, but at Does that, that still happen or Shawn Michaels? I was going to no? say, but at that time, Triple H is not, at least in Vince McMahon's eyes, the same caliber of a Shawn Michaels. Sure. So, does it still happen with Shawn Michaels around? I would have loved to have seen that, but I don't think it would have happened. Do you see Shawn Michaels in that match instead? No, I'm saying I, I think... We don't see a ladder match at all, period. Yeah, I don't think we see a ladder match. Son of a bitch. <laughs> okay, so let me not gripe about that anymore because that, that's all oh, shoulda, woulda, coulda. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you have uh, Survivor Series. Remember that one from the, the, the Deadly Tournament yes. for the vacant title that was vacated at the September pay-per-view? It's been a while, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Bear with us. <laughs> uh, the September pay-per-view, which was Breakdown, there was it was a triple threat match with Austin versus Kane and the Undertaker. Kane and the Undertaker both pinned Austin at the same time, thus vacating the title. And you had this tournament for the vacant title that culminated, that actually took place entirely at Survivor Series, that was won by The Rock. If Shawn Michaels is in the mix... Do they go the route of putting a title on him via tournament? Or is Shawn Michaels more involved in the title picture? At that point, finally, you know, we're talking fall 98 now. You don't, you don't need a distraction anymore. <clears throat> is he involved in the, in the actual title picture? And is that when you get Shawn Michaels versus The Rock? Or do we wait? Is this something that we wait for WrestleMania 15? The Shawn Michaels versus The Rock take place then. We get a little bit of Degeneration X versus the Corporation, assuming that Shawn Michaels is still at the helm of Degeneration X. Again, I, th- I think I think Shawn Michaels' attitude here is what makes or breaks these situations. Right. Because again, he is he is alcohol fueled and drug fueled. Right. He doesn't have his shit together. Yeah, he's 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 getting more erratic, and that's like the that's the the big if in all this is like how erratic does he get over the coming months? You know, does does he end up leaving, whether it be on like hiatus or to WCW? If he stays around and he stays in the WWF, I think because of his erratic behavior, I think. We do get to see, to answer your question, we do get to see Shawn Michaels versus The Rock at Survivor Series, but I think The Rock takes that title. You think so? Yeah, because he's the, he's the more stable one at that point. I mean, you and I were talking before we started recording this episode, mm. and we had mentioned uh, like other big what-ifs and like things that you and I didn't see coming, and one of them was Bret Hart leaving the WWF. Right. You know, you and I both agree, like... Who the hell would have fucking thought of that happening? Right. Yeah. And it happened. So I I definitely see, you know, it it would be a in Vince's eyes it would be a case of Sean screwed Sean <laughs> and and The Rock would have took that title. I think Sean if if he still has that bad behavior, I think Sean ends up being that guy like Adolf Ziggler is now where like keep them in title contention, right? But guess what? You're not. You're just gonna do the job continually, different right. ways. 
for rocks and Austins and whomever else. Well, you brought up the the interesting the interesting idea of him not even being in WWE anymore. And I I said before the show I did I don't know what his contract situation was had he not gotten hurt. But I could see it the way that everyone talks about it, the way Sean talks about it. He was the perfect candidate, if you want to call it that, as the guy to make the jump from WWE to WCW. So he basically he could continue that erratic behavior and not have to worry about his spot because he'd probably be able to get creative control. And then the money, the money was there. He's got buddies down there, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall. I'm assuming Sean Waltman's still fired, but you got National Hall, you know, and then WCW, what they get, potentially, if they can talk Brett into doing it, is that you have Brett versus Shawn Michaels, the rematch post-Survivor Series. Because, you know, if you go back to it, that was the last time since then and all the way till now, the last time those two ever stepped foot in the ring together was the Montreal Screwjob. WCW would have been frothing out of the mouth if they would have gotten a chance to book that match. And they would have booked it on Nitro. Yeah, you know what, man? Oh, man. That's how dumb they were. Yeah. It would have been stupid like that, folks. They wouldn't have done it on pay-per-view. They would have done it for Nitro ratings. You're exactly right about that. Or, if if, if, by Bischoff's logic, um, in his podcast, 83 Weeks, Mm -hmm. he divulges information that Basically, the whole reason they wanted to sign Bret Hart to begin with, obviously because he's a big name. Sure. Or I, I don't, I don't want to say that because he doesn't speak very highly of Bret Hart, but he's a okay. he's a substantial name. I'll say that he's a substantial name, and they signed him with the intent of uh, making him a big feature on WCW Thunder. Okay. Okay. So it wasn't necessarily that they wanted him on Nitro. They needed his star power to carry and bring success to their other show, Thunder. Okay. Okay. If Eric Bischoff has you believe it, it, it would have. If if things went the way he wanted them to with WCW, the NWO would have slowly took over Nitro, and the WCW would have had Thunder. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's, yeah, that's a whole other podcast, yeah. but that's 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 just a little footnote, folks. Right. So, um, as far as HBK jumping ship to WCW, I do think uh, at one point in time, whether you agree with this or not, that he would have he would have jumped because he did have Hall and Nash there. You know, he he had actual click members there, and he knew he would have been taken care of. And you're right. He would have had a lot less responsibility, yeah. but somehow more control. <laughs> work, work less, get more money, have you know? more control. And and we would have got to see more DX style Shawn Michaels just on Nitro as part of the NWO. That that part I I had, I, I feel one hundred percent sure about. How long that would have lasted, who knows? But I we say with that company, yeah. But we definitely would have would have seen it. At least for a little while. So a lot of what ups, what ups here with uh, Shawn Michaels in the span of a year, no less. Is there anybody else you think would have factored into this uh, this situation that's on the current WWF roster at the time? Right now, we're watching the Royal Rumble 1998 on the WWE Network, and we are watching uh, Ken Shamrock versus The Rock in the ring right now, and that's kind of why I bring up this this whole scenario because Ken Shamrock's there. Yeah. And like it or not, Ken Shamrock was one of those uh, attraction wrestlers for the WWF to where whether you thought of him as a as a main eventer or a mid-carter or what have you, like he was just kind of all over all over the place <laughs> where they needed him. Yeah. So it it was But he worked out. For yeah, no. I, yeah. yeah, I agree with that, but I'm saying that's that's kind of why I bring him up like he could have went main, you know, become a main eventer, and did stuff with Shawn Michaels. I think it works out too because, again, I'm assuming that Shawn Michaels is still the degenerate, if you will. Ken Shamrock is that no nonsense bullshit type of guy. 
I would have liked to see Michaels versus Shamrock for the title. Shamrock probably loses that match. Michaels went to winning it, I would, I would assume. But it would be a good match for both guys. Uh, a good test for Michaels and then a really good stamp of approval for Shamrock as he moves on to other endeavors. So I think it would have been a win-win for, for a lot of those guys too. Um, I mean, there's there's a laundry list of, of what is, especially 98, 99. You know, I guess I'm jumping the gun a little, gun, gun a little bit here, but assuming, assuming that the DX Army is still formed. X-Pac, Billy Gunn, Road Dog still join. And they, you know, they have that Fallout 99 during a time when, when Billy Gunn was on the verge of getting over in the business. It's that right there sets a, you know, a good match. I, I would like to have seen a 99, probably the only year. <laughs> uh, X-Pac. X-Pac was one of those, I've always felt X-Pac was one of those guys that shot himself in the foot so many times he forgot how to walk. Yeah, and he just he couldn't ever figure out how to keep his nose clean. But you look at ninety eight, ninety nine, and I'll say two thousand as the best years of his career. And I would have loved to have seen a Shawn Michaels versus X Pac match. Not only were they would it be good storyline wise, but you got you got two guys who are boys that could go at it and put on a great show. And we can't forget about the obvious one, you know, Shawn Michaels versus Triple H. Would we have ever gotten to see that? And that leads my question to you before we talk ever talk about Shawn Michaels versus Triple H match, which I know we've seen, but we're talking 98, 99 here. Right. We know the type of bullshit that Triple H was dealt because of the Mass Square Garden incident. Okay? Mm-hmm. So that's done. When Shawn Michaels leaves, he's clearly, clearly still the mid-carter guy. That's all he is for the most part. He was Shawn Michaels number two up until Shawn Michaels left. It's not until the night later that he declares himself as the leader of Degeneration X. So my question to you, Shawn Michaels doesn't leave. How does this affect Triple H's career? And we're just talking immediate right now. And if you want to tangent off, it's up to you, but as far as... 98 and 99, which 99 is when he wins his first title, his first world title, uh, the day after SummerSlam 99. How does that affect the, essentially, the skyrocketed success of Triple H post Shawn Michaels' career? Again, this is one of those situations, for all intent and purposes, there's like an overwhelming agreement from most wrestling fans that for whatever reason, Shawn Michaels somehow had Vince McMahon's number. What I what I mean by that is like he had him wrapped around his finger. Even even with all the erratic behavior and whatnot, it just seemed like he always got his way. And there, you know, there, there's all there's theories and stuff about why things were that were the way they were between those two. Uh, but who knows, really, besides them two, you know? With that said, if Shawn Michaels stays around, I could tell you right now, I feel in my heart of hearts, Triple H stays that mid-carder. He just does, because yeah. Shawn Michaels is still around. Right. I think eventually, just because of the way they were booking stuff, you know, they were already doing it with The Rock and Farouk and The Nation, I think eventually we would have seen Shawn Michaels versus... Triple H and Shawn Michaels versus X-Pac as a part of dissension within the DX, right. DX Army. And and uh, to be honest, if he's you know if he had stuck around long enough and not got hurt, he he we probably could have seen uh, him versus China as well. So who wins? Mainly Triple H versus Shawn Michaels here. I think Shawn Michaels wins. Does that affect Triple H? In your opinion, does Triple H become the game? I think it still happens, but it doesn't happen in in the same amount of time. I think it takes longer. I think, you... I think it takes longer because Shawn Michaels, just because Shawn Michaels is there, he's the one that's limiting that situation from happening. I mean, because you look at it, you know, 99, Triple H marries Stephen McMahon. Of course, that's still storyline purposes. Marries, marries the boss's daughter, does his whole McMahon-Helmsley era, era in 2000. 
where Triple H is running things. So that's some foreshadowing for you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, he's just, he's just again skyrocketing success. Is Shawn Michaels the one that marries Stephanie McMahon? Is you know is Shawn Michaels the Str- one? Stranger things have happened in professional wrestling. And like how does that work? I mean, because it's Triple H. It, not only that, but like, I don't want to keep doing this. Like, what no, if, no, what no, if, what no if? that's fine. But like Triple H married Stephanie McMahon, according to them, because they work together so much, they end up falling for each other. But see, that's the thing. Uh, at, if if HBK is around, how much of how how much of that relationship is affected? Do they still work a, around each other a lot? And that's or the do thing. they do it at all? Or, or they do it? Or do they do it at all? So it leads right. you to a weird question of like, do we even see what we have today? I think because of the woman who Shawn Michaels married, I think that still stays the same. I, I still think he he marries the ex Nitro girl, and I forget her name. Yeah, I forget her name too. But I still think he marries her, and I don't think there's a anything to do with Stephanie McMahon. So that that took place because of his time off. Mm-hmm. He's going to church now, things of that nature. If you're still on the road, I don't see you having time for that. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I just. Where does he fit that? Where, where does that fit in the timeline? I say what I say about his wife because when he talks about her, he has that... It's kind of hard to explain. Uh, you, I, you would understand because you are married to your wife. Sure. As I am married to my wife. Right. And we have a special relationship with those women respectively. Right. And it seems that way for Shawn Michaels. Like, it didn't matter. No one else mattered whether they were throwing themselves at him or not. Right. Including Sonny. Like, mm-hmm. he, like, after a while, he was like, he was, he didn't want anything to do with her. Yeah. He wanted the Nitro girl, and they got married. Like, right. That's why I say that still happens the way it happens. It wasn't like, See, I, I just saw it as a, they rekindled the relationship because they sought me each other at a church. I didn't know that they like she was working around or or what have you. I don't I don't know the story behind that. I I I had thought this is me going back to watching this documentary like probably like ten years ago now. Okay, that they had met at uh, like rekindled at like a church function or something like that. I don't I could be wrong though. Okay. So that's the only reason why I question that because, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, if fate would have it, the wrestling business took him away from that. Not be not because he wanted anything to do with her because of all these women, but just because he wasn't there, he didn't see her, he didn't be like, I know you. Right. Kind of thing. Okay. So I don't know. I could be wrong about that, but it leads to a lot of interesting questions because of that, because of the fact that. You have, and going back to Triple H here, you have a guy who essentially is your best friend. That's that's what they can call each other, right? So yeah. it's interesting, though, because he's the guy that has to go away in order for you to, to skyrocket. Mm-hmm. He has to leave. And if he doesn't go away, I mean, what does that do to your career? I mean, do we look at Shawn Michaels and Triple H the same way? Or does Triple H say, you're the reason why I, I didn't become the success that I wanted to become? Or... Does Triple H say, fuck it, I'm not a WWE soldier anymore, I'm going to go somewhere else and be be the game somewhere else. And, and man, again, get out of my head, because it's like, <laughs> if that if that relationship does happen that way, and it does, pushes a mo- it does push Triple H away from the WWF, yeah. it, it, it wouldn't be like he, he isn't welcome with open arms to WCW. Right. Because of Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. Exactly, so same, same situation. Yeah, same yeah. situation. He would have been there. He would have been there and they would have utilized him in the NWO and as an ex-WWF employee to keep those ratings skyrocketing, you know, as much as possible. I still say WCW fails, but man, Triple H and WCW... Would have made it <laughs> not, not not as terrorizing. Not as terrorizing. <laughs> that would have been at least for where he was on TV. 
would have been interesting stuff to watch. Yeah, because now, like, if that happens, you have him as part of the NWO on Nitro, and the DX Army with Shawn Michaels invades Nitro. Yeah. You know, that would have made for really interesting television. I think Triple H would open the door. I, I do. I do, too. I do, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There would have been more fucking worlds colliding before it was it was <laughs> legally happening years later. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of big what ifs here, man. And um, I I don't intend on answering anyone's question. Like it's going to end up being an open ended episode. Yeah. There's Sorry, just guys. there's just you no can't. way. Yeah, you can't. But uh, I th- I think more more than anything, I first had this conversation with a listener by the name of Paul and. He just wanted to know. He was curious. What would have happened? What if you and I were were booking this? Yeah. What would have happened if he would have stayed? So I I hope Paul, if if you're listening, I know you're listening. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for the suggestion. And two, uh, well, thank you for listening. And uh, two, I I hope this uh, this continues to be a source of uh, getting getting your your gears turning in your brain and and. Uh, Getting you to think a little bit more about Shawn Michaels and what would have happened. I mean, obviously the episode's not over yet, but we've already covered a, a lot of shit. Yeah, so I think that's a good start. You and I got to uh, pay some bills. and uh, Unfortunately. Take... Yeah, stay tuned. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Hey, think you can tell us what to do? I can't tell you what to do. You think you can tell us what to wear? I can't tell you what to wear. Hell no, I'm not better. But I am smarter. I'll bow to the masters. The masters over at Ray's. Ray's will hook you up with all kinds of discounted gift cards for your favorite places to eat, for your favorite places to shop online and in store. They have any place you could possibly think of, and they even have discounts on ride sharing services like Lyft and Uber in case you guys need to make it to a show. So hop on over and support the show. Support your 20x20 crew. Visit us for more information on raise and discounted gift cards over at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash raise. That's R-A-I-S-E, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash raise. And we got two words for you. Save money! can catch us on instagram at instagram.com slash 20x20 crew you can catch us on twitter at 20x20 crew you can catch us on facebook facebook.com slash 20x20 crew facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20 talk or you can visit our website 20x20 crew.com and until next week we will see see you in in the the ring. ring